Hey guys, welcome to Bag Forecast, episode number 317. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to, coming out September 28th. You guys say 2016? 2016, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you. Sometimes you pause, and then I start to jump in, and as soon as I go, you say it. Uh, nope, I didn't. I Not on that train Throwing today. <laughs> and then we have our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's something of a John baby. Yeah, we haven't had a John baby in a while. John's got John, quite I'm a few babies. You, I'm going to have you describe this, because I can't remember the conversation that led to us doing this last week. Uh, with the news of the rumored news that the beginning of the Ben Affleck movie, there was going to be a massive villain breakout of Arkham. I said to the guys, "Hey, why don't we?" Wait, did he say, "Hey guys"? Hey or guys. Did he guys. Or did he say, "Hey"? I said, "Guys, hey, <laughs> uh, why don't we uh, do some dream casting here? We'll pick uh, two characters and cast them, and say why we think those guys would be good." as that character and uh they said yeah we we neither one of us have a better idea for this week's <laughs> show let's do it john mm-hmm. uh and then it was kind of uh it's character it's a- actors who haven't appeared in comic book movies recently mm-hmm. uh kind of uh 80s 90s okay if they have appeared in them because of michael keaton going from batman to Spider-Man: Homecoming. If it's given some time, we'll we'll allow it. But not X3. Not X3. <laughs> X3 is too recent. That that meets the uh, the criteria. Meet the cutoff. Oh, okay. And we, yeah, we we gave you a little extra buffer for that, Paul, <laughs> because we were like, Paul, you can't. I I'm like that redheaded, that blonde-haired guy. <laughs> you mean the redheaded guy? Sure. Paul's 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 very bad at. Uh, Actors and names and uh-huh. wait, that was him. Oh, I didn't know that. So, uh, but we had a we yeah. opened up a little bit of criteria for Paul. Mm-hmm. Thank you, because <laughs> it was that. last minute where he had to rescramble and like, redo wait, his character. He's not. Oh, she was already in a movie. No. Oh. I like when I was like, she's already in a, in a movie, and he's like, yeah, X three. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Uh, and only for like two seconds. In Did she even have a line? I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Like, that was the line given to her. It was a big thing that the internet, it's, I was all excited about. No, that's what juggernaut says. That's what the juggernaut says. I know, but he said it to her in the movie, so it's like she's in the big scene with that. <laughs> but anyways, we had this conversation. Her well, name's Juno, by the way. Yeah, her name's Juno, too, Paul. Uh, I picked Juno to be in this thing. Uh, well, we had this conversation. Paul and I were drinking something special that he picked up at the brewery yesterday. Yeah, over at uh, Southern Tier. Yesterday was their inaugural Pumpkin release, Rum King release party. Uh, this was a uh, pretty much all day event for them. They had a live meet, a live band there. They had a uh, gourd bowling competition. Don't try to throw it. Don't try to bowl uh, with the pumpkins before. Even though there was no like sign up sheet saying when it would you know no sign up sheet or any sign telling you oh we're going to be starting it as a like competition at so and so time please sign up they just had it all set up 
and Kate and I, we went to like just mess around, and they're like, hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> of course, it'd be you that gets yelled at. <laughs> I'm like, we're messing. Well, we can't let you try it out beforehand because you know there's going to be a competition later, and we're like, oh, okay. And then we walked away. Like, okay. They're never like even when we showed up early for the yeah. They're not the, very organized. They're not organized. They they have planned events there, but they're not very organized or you know or manned. Like they're just they don't don't have anybody to like kind of like. And then the, they didn't even offer for us to be to sign up. He's like, you could sign up. Uh, I would have to go get the clipboard though. I'm like, okay. Then or where is the clipboard? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, all right, so cool. Um, they had draw, you know, drawings throughout the day. You know, you got if you know when you bought the bottles of Rum King, which is what they were releasing and tapping for the first time at the brewery, which is their big pumpkin beer that um, they age in a rum barrel yeah. for a, like a couple months. Couple months, yeah, because pumpkin's been out for a few months, and now this is their release of it. So they just finished bottling it. And they also had specialty flavors of Rum King and also a special brewed Rum King available. And this is their specialty brewed cold press coffee pumpkin, which is pumpkin and maybe some coffee? Maybe? It It's coffee on the back of the palate. Mm-hmm. I get it in the way back yeah. after I've sipped and I search for the flavor. Yeah. And otherwise, it tastes kind of like a watered-down pumpkin. I search for the flavor and get a 404 error. <laughs> Internet joke! Um, you get some of that spice, that pumpkin mm-hmm. spice on your tongue, and that lingers the most. I got, yeah, all gourd. All gammy, gourdy, kind of. And uh, it is not the best. And it probably is why it's only on tap and uh-huh. it's not bottled, because I don't think people yeah, I don't think would they have really got all it. Yeah. Um, it sounded so interesting, though. They made a big deal about releasing it. Uh-huh. Um, if you follow them on Instagram, they put a yeah. picture of uh, a pumpkin glass full of coffee beans and said, like, guess what's coming? Chris, then- doesn't that sound good? <laughs> like, it sounds like it could be good, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of, like, cold brew coffee. Oh. I like hot coffee. I don't usually go for, like, ice or, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, this they made a big deal out of it. This in the 32 ounces cost me $12. A full growler of it, a 64-ounce growler. Yeah, full is 64, right? Yeah. Uh, cost $20. So uh, quite a bit of money. Yeah, that's not too bad because if you think about it, like a normal um, well, how much a is- normal bomber of pumpkin is $7.99. And that's, you know, 1.6 fluid ounces. So, a bit of a bigger bottle, uh-huh. four more dollars isn't too bad, and it's a specialty version. Yeah, I wouldn't think that that's astronomical for. But if they put it out, let's say two dollars more in a bomber, I would be I would be hard pressed to spend the extra two dollars. I would just get normal yeah. pump. Normal yeah, pumpkin yeah. is phenomenal this year. We're we're telling you. Skip the cold brew, <laughs> all right. If you go to the brewery, and they were charging seven bucks like for a pour of any of their specialty stuff, like they had the vintage stuff that I had, and then the specialty flavors that they were also pouring on hand at, at the brewery exclusive, they were throwing a little bit of uh, flavored syrups in your cup and then pouring the beer, like either Warlock or Pumpkin, or Pumpkin, which was, and I got like 
just like this, I like had none of that flavor, that syrupy, that flavored syrup. So I'm a little worried that they just did flavored a- additives of that coffee and just threw it in the mix. Um, how were the vintage ones though? They were alright. You know, they they weren't. They didn't knock my socks off. I wasn't like, ooh, this is so much different from. Yeah, the last, Warlock this year. Last year was a, I think last yeah, year was, was one of the worst, the worst versions of it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm always happy to check out and try something from Southern Tier. Yeah. Do you feel like you were ripped off, in a sense? Uh, yeah, it's a little pricey for what it was. Um, I think getting this, it could have been. Ex- I mean, if maybe it was, if it's warmer, because now, now I got a little bit more coffee on it. If, this last sip. If finally. it was uh, amazing, you would have said you you stole it from yeah, me, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So the fact that eh, it's not the greatest, mm-hmm. I think it's lesson learned. You tried something new. Yeah. I don't think it was the worst thing. I mean, the worst I should have gotten a, a pour of it and then filled my growler instead of just getting a growler filled. But I, it was something I wanted to share hey, with you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Yeah. That was very nice of you. Uh, and something else I appreciate... It comes from the news, oh. and that is uh, the fun images from Power Rangers. They released some photos of the Power Rangers themselves uh, and their Zords. All the Zords kind of in resting positions and them just kind of hanging out on them. Um, so Wait, is there a zoomed out version of these? Because cause I can har- I hardly see the Zords. No, well, yeah, it's, it's a teaser poster. Oh, okay. So, so. Chris, what what did he think about the look? Uh, I, I think it's cool, but they look really bad CGI. <laughs> like I, before, like when we were doing the pre-show stuff, I compared it to not Transformer CGI, but like the Voltron cartoon on Netflix CGI. It's just everything's just really cartoony looking. Hmm. How about go? Uh, what was it? Transformers CGI. I honestly didn't. I didn't see that, so this might be a step below that. <laughs> <laughs> cover that I saw at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was... I agree. It it does look cartoony in that, but in a sense, I is it going to be more of a fun, campy kind of movie? I mean, they have uh, What's-Her-Face playing the evil witch. They have Bill Hader, who's going to be playing Alpha... You know, Brian Cranston's doing Zordon. And then kind of a cast of uh, teenage people that can kick. <laughs> they can kick. Very, it's very important. <clears throat> and Paul pointed out, no Green Ranger? Yeah, no Green Ranger on these teasers. something currently. for the sequel, though. Oh, yeah, that is that is true. Uh, yeah, but the, it's so close up to the Zords, I don't even see them as Zords. They're just, like, mechanical pieces. That the Yellow Ranger, you can't tell... What it is, mm-hmm. uh, Black Ranger? You can tell it's a mammoth. Can you? Yeah, okay. he's got uh, it's got I the horns. The, pictures again. Like, the Blue Ranger, I can tell, is a Triceratops. Yeah, I don't uh, know. And then the, the Red, red Ranger is on the tail. He's on the tail, and the Pink Ranger, you can tell it's the like the two arms and the head going down for like a docking position kind of a thing. Hmm. Uh, you had to be. I don't know. To me, I, like I. I saw them. I thought they were fun. There's something at least to talk about for the news because mm-hmm. news has been really light for the last yeah. couple months. Ooh, it's yeah. It's we're in the doldrums. Yeah, it's been it's been tough pickings, but I always find something you like. 
<laughs> so I'm looking at um, Elizabeth Banks's reader pulse now. I forgot what she had looked like. She looks like she's got like uh, almost like a uh, Borg, you know, like stuff on her face. Like it's all pulling her face back, right? Yeah. Like it's like weird, like maybe like spider legs things, or I don't know. It's repulsive. It is repulsive. But, uh, there you go. There one of the things go. that we haven't talked about, and Chris, I've I, I tried to warm you up pre-show with this. I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about it on the show or not, but the Legion from World of Warcraft. It's been out yeah. for a little while. I haven't get, I had a chance to play it, and I was hoping you'd you'd spark my interest again. Oh. So, I think so, we talked about it a little bit like pre-show, maybe last week or the week before. But no, yeah, um, Legion came out almost a month ago. Um, it's it's really good. Um, you always have to give Blizzard that well, World of Warcraft that one week to get the release right, yeah, or get people uh, actually. No, this online. one was actually like really smooth. I was what? able to jump on like yeah, I jumped on launch day like no issues. Wow. Um, they had some DDoS attacks like mm-hmm. shortly after, but like I was able to log on even during the attacks. Like I had no problems with it. Um, oh, really cool! They introduce a what? Well, it's a new continent to go to the Broken Isles where. Blizzard has introduced like a scaling technology, so now you no longer out level whatever zone you're in. Oh, that's um, kind of cool. Everything so you- across the entire continent will actually level with you, so you can be level 100 playing alongside like level 110s, and it's going to present like a comparable challenge to both of you. Um, okay. Even if you're in the same party, like going after the same monster, like the mobs scale to what you're doing. So is it a mix of so when you say they scale so let so I'm like let's say I'm level 101 and I'm playing with you who would be like 110, mm-hmm. um, would it then be like a level 105 monster or a level uh, 108 monster or would it be a nope. level 101 for me? Go ahead. It's a yeah, it's a level 101 for you and it's a level 110 for me. <laughs> That's amazing. So instead of just doing like flat damage numbers, uh-huh. and I don't know about Blizzard's inner work is or anything, mm-hmm. but it seems like. The damage you do is presented almost like a percentage to the like the boss or the the creature's total health. So like you can hit hard, but you might only be doing like two percent damage, and I can hit even harder with my damage, mm. but I'm still maybe only doing two percent as well. Okay, yeah, that's that is really kind of uh, fun and interesting. Fun because uh, there's a couple zones like while I'm leveling up that I really do enjoy the storyline of, and I found myself like just staying in those zones and like. I guess it's Cataclysm WoW environment, but you know yeah. those vanilla WoW original Azeroth areas, uh, like That's the like Eastern and Western Plaguelands. I'm like, yeah, I really like this storyline, and I would stay there longer than I needed to, and I wasn't getting that much experience just to finish up the storyline quests, you know. And that's the thing. Like, I'm a completionist too, so I would do the exact same thing. Like, I would want to finish every single quest, like uncover every portion of the map in those early zones. Mm-hmm. But then you out-level where you're at, and then when you head into the next zone, like nothing there presents any kind of challenge. Yep. You don't get any good items, so it's not really worth even doing. Mm-hmm. So one of the big questions is, will they kind of cycle this back into previous zones? And it's, a, um, it's something that they may be looking at. Yeah. Um, it would just... Do, do so would like take away the ability to like go back and farm like easier zones to get materials or like items and things like that though because you basically be like a level 110 and you'd be walking out of the gates of your main starting city and then everything there would take the same amount of time to kill as just like a regular monster would at one time yeah that would 
that would be a little annoying for the people that are profession, you know, leveling, leveling their professions, needing to go back to those starting zones just to get those easy raw materials. So maybe a mix of like, maybe not leveling them up completely, completely, mm-hmm. you know, but making them instead of like it's a level one through ten zone when you're level capped, yeah. maybe it's a level, you know, it'll scale up to level. 40 through 50, you know, I don't know how they would want to work it. It's a solid expansion. It's really grasped me in a way that, like, WoW hadn't previously. Um, I don't know if it's because now I'm not, like, a console gamer, and before every other time when I would be playing WoW, I'd play it for, like, a month, and then some other game would come out that I wanted to play, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Borderlands or something, which would completely dominate my attention, and then there'd be another game after that, so I just kind of fell off of it, but I don't know, I'm I'm really digging it. Like, it's a lot of fun. How's the guild halls? It's guild um, halls, right? Or is it professional oh, order halls? What? I'm sorry. It's, they're called order halls. Okay. It's uh, it's basically like a hub for members of your same like class. So mm-hmm. playing as a warlock, when I go to my order hall, it's like a bunch of other warlocks running around there, and it's all like themed. You can pick up special like warlock only quests that give you like transmogable gear. Uh, that's kind of cool. They're they're cool. It's it's basically just like another hub city that's exclusive to whatever class you're playing as. And I like the, what you, what really interested me about that and why I would want to get back into it is because I always feel like well, especially after what it was a cataclysm when there was no more need to go back to your like class trainer to learn skills. Yeah. And you were no longer like before. There used to be like specific class based quests. That you would have to go on to get those like skills or abilities, and uh, I, I feel like what post cataclysm you kind of lost that. So I never felt like I was really, you know, learning my role as a as a uh, as like a rogue or a warrior. I was just kind of yeah, like up oh, leveled up, up oh, leveled up. So that yeah, seems like I would fix it. Introduces that back into the game now um, with, with the like the class quest, and then every. Um, specialization of each class has its own special like artifact uh, weapon that you have to go on a quest to get. Ooh, an Ashbringer. Yeah, you you basically like level up your weapon now instead of picking up different ones throughout the course of the expansion. Your weapon gets stronger as you do different quests and things with it. And I like the idea of trans... What is it? Transmogifying? So that Mm -hmm. way... Because it always seemed like, like in the hub cities, people would be like basically uh, cosplaying in front of the auction house. (laughs) Like, you know, they would be wearing their coolest uh, stuff and being like, dancing around, like, look at me, I got the cool armor. And then you, but it could be like armor that they couldn't actually use in the newest expansion. It just looked cool. (laughs) Like it didn't do with them any good. That's what WoW is basically, just trying to make your character look as cool as you can. Mm -hmm. It's part of the fun. Well, it's the. I think that's the one thing every game has learned from WoW, like post WoW, like Team Fortress Two. It's like, uh, well, it, we're free to play, but if you want the coolest hat, you you got to play a lot, or you can give us some money for the cool that's hat. That's why I was actually going back and redoing old raid content from the earlier expansions because you can get some really cool looking armor, and yeah, it's not any better than the stuff that you get just starting out in one of the new zones, but mm-hmm. it but, looks better. But then now you can transmogify the better armor to look like that cooler armor. Exactly. Oh, that's no, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, 
I'll probably be playing it when we finish uh, <laughs> wrapping up, and I put up the show notes. Yeah, I need to find time, but uh, like <clears> I <throat> like I said before the show, I'm trying to level up life lifestyle. You know, trying to level myself up. So, uh, I, was that it for the news, right? Like, yeah, I, I had a couple of things. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, while you're online playing WoW, uh, you can also head on over to Pottermore. Oh, yeah. Where you can now take your Patronus test, which this was huge. This is something people have been wanting for a while. Um, and they just rolled it out this past week. Um, Pottermore underwent, like, a huge, like, re-theming. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be where you would need to set up your account, and then you would have to progress through each chapter of the book playing mini games to unlock the information like get to your um, your house sorting pick up your wand all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it seems like Sony and JK Rowling have now just kind of acquiesced to what everyone wants and now when you <laughs> sign in it basically just presents you with all of those quizzes right up at the front mm-hmm. so you can find out what you know what your uh, Hogwarts house is what your wand is your Patronus uh your Ilvermorny house for the upcoming Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Um, this is all stuff that's just presented on that main page there. And if you do want to delve deeper into just the extra writing that J.K. Rowling's done and get some more of that information about the characters or the houses or whatever you want, it's still all there for you. It doesn't really force you into looking at all of that before you can you know, get the next piece of information that you really want, like the reasons that you got excited to come to Pottermore. Um, I had seen people posting. They got their, you know, the new ones, their um, Patronuses and mm-hmm. stuff. And my wife was doing it as we were sitting watching like evening TV. And I looked over and I, and the way it set up Pottermore, like especially if you're doing it on your phone, it looks like an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they really streamlined it. They made it smart because I think they knew that if people are going to be doing this. They're not going to be on their computer. They're going to be doing it on their phone. And it seems yeah. like it's streamlined for mm-hmm. mobile. Yeah, I wanted it's a to, lot more mobile friendly now. I wanted um, to I reclaim on my phone as well. I wanted to reclaim my house, but I could not remember my old username like for it. Like not the uh, username that I used to sign in. The username that was given to me, with, like yeah. Riverstone two eight zero seven three three, and I'm like. No, that's not a valid username, and I'm like, I don't no, remember. Actually, they they cleared all that stuff out now, because even when I went to go back to get my Ilvermorny house, like mm-hmm. that no longer exists. Because I remember my user info, and like I had to create a new account and like reset everything up. I could log I could log back in because it shows because I signed up for Pottermore, and that's how I bought all I the books. A, I digitally. Had a, I had to reset my um my password. My I, email was attached, but mm-hmm. the password I had a, I. So whatever password I used wasn't active. So I, I was able to log in with that old account when with all and it shows my collection of books because I own them digitally uh, because that was the you know only way you could buy Pottermore online or uh, the Harry Potter books online is if you signed up for Pottermore first and went through the Sony dot make Sony dot make or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, site and then you could buy them digitally and download them and you could download the Kindle editions any editions that you wanted but it still was kind of a pain and uh, yeah it said oh you want to reclaim your old house type in your old username and I'm like I don't remember oh see I didn't see all that yeah and uh, so I ended up retaking the house quiz and I got Gryffindor this time as did I you know we were uh, John and I were both Slith 
<laughs> and I, I think I have slid up Slytherin. At least that's what you guys tell My me, My wife too. said that I'm still Slytherin in her heart. Oh, well, yeah, I'm still Slytherin because I own the damn tie and the, uh, and the bro- not the brooch, but the house emblem iron-on patch. Paul, you'll always be Slytherin in my heart. <laughs> you will always be to me as well. Kate says, no, you're more Gryffindor than Slytherin. And I'm like, I don't know, hon. I think other people see it different. And my wand was pretty close. You know, I think I might have been an oak wand versus sycamore, but I was still unicorn, and I was still, what is it, uh, uh, slightly firm. Because apparently I'm a little stubborn. Yeah, I still, um, I'm still a Ravenclaw. I got... A little bit different wand. It's just like a different wood. Uh, before I had hair, and now it's holly. Mm. But like the core and like the rigidness of it is all the same. Yeah, I can see you slightly springy, adaptable to new situations. And, and holly. Something, re- something really cool because I loaded up Pottermore on my PC as we were talking about this, just so I could have like everything here mm. in front of me. Uh, and actually, when you go to your Patronus, like it's almost like a little cursor game where. Like, when you drag your cursor around, you see, like, blue sparks, and you have to, like, hold, click, and drag to mm-hmm. cast it, and then it runs around. Did he also notice with the quiz, it said that these questions are time, time takes, is, is, uh, react quickly, because no, time is a factor? Time is a, uh, with a quiz. I think that's because, you know, as soon as they release these quizzes, like, they have the list, like, people have figured out all the question and answers, and I think that was a way to get people from just, like, gaming it to get well also like when you would flip to see the next answer like the color would change for the background for the thing so it was like it would go like yellow then green then blue and i'm like does this mean what i pick is what i what i need to do i don't understand i'm gonna pick what i want this one oh no that the color the backgrounds were uh for the house and or no the house and the uh it was with everything like the color, the backgrounds would change when you would slide. Or I see, I did the uh, the Patronus quiz. I did all my quizzes on the PC, and the Patronus quiz was really cool because it was like you yeah, were you're going running through, through the forest. forest. Yeah, and oh, there wasn't any change of colors or anything. It was just, no, that, uh, it was okay. for the like the wand and the and the house and the house and stuff. I really liked the Patronus quiz. Like that was cool because the like Chris was saying, there was the sparkle behind your uh, mouse cursor, and like you would zoom around and you get. You know, what, spoilers for some of the questions. The, the first question is like, what is it? Sun, wind, or rain? And I pick wind and go from there. Sweet well, or see, salty? See, I didn't get those questions. Like, it's kind of like the house sorting quiz where it's all just random questions. Hmm. And then they're kind of just weighted differently amongst each other. Because I didn't, like, have that, like, sweet or salty or the one asking you the, uh, like, the weather conditions. Oh, really? I didn't have that either. Yeah. But mine, I got the, mine was like, you're on a path. Which path do you choose? The one that goes to the water. That's the, that's the, a that's a wand quiz. Yeah, I know, but it's I don't know. Okay. I couldn't. I can't remember. I did them all at once. Oh, okay. I had three things yeah. going on at a time. Uh, I did. Uh, I got a Russian blue cat for my Patronus, which I looked it up online and it's like, yep, yeah, that's a cat I would own. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got the. Uh, a, it starts with an A, B, Abixian winged horse. So basically a uh, Pegasus, which is kind of cool. Uh, I was really hoping for like a fox or an eagle or a falcon. I got a fox. I, and John got the fox. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, I would have liked the fox. But. Yeah, like a clever, you know, as clever as a fox, you know. But a Pegasus is pretty damn cool. Uh, one, one of my friends got a buzzard. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, that's sad. Uh, yeah, and my wand went from being um, what's the um, blanket now? Uh, elder, elder wand. I had an elder mm-hmm. wand, dragon core, Ooh. thirteen and three quarters length, uh-huh. springy, and then I got a uh, ebony wand, unicorn hair, twelve and one quarter in length and slightly. Sp- springy flexible oh slightly springy and so it was kind of interesting uh I, i'm okay. glad pottermore's still doing stuff that makes me want to like revisit it um, mm-hmm. with fantastic beasts coming out they did the write-ups of all the new houses and the history of magic in the americas like the patronus quiz like years after it seems like it should have came out because <laughs> well even when they released that book on Pottermore. Everyone was so excited. It's like, oh boy, like we're going to finally get to find our Patronus, and you, you didn't. Like it wasn't something that was there, and a lot of people were disappointed by it. Man, but I hated doing those stupid potions classes. Yeah, that's what actually stopped me from doing. It, I just didn't have the time to do the um, Polyjuice potion because you would have to check back within 24 hours of when you started mm-hmm. doing it. And yeah, you know, what? as a kid, if you have scheduled internet time, that makes sense. But as a adult with like a floating work schedule, like I couldn't always get back. So oh. then I would have to go try to find the ingredients again and like start brewing. And then when I would brew it, you'd have to be back within that twenty four hours. If you would come back too soon, it wasn't ready. If you came back too late, it would be spoiled. But now that the book or the now that it seems that it's very mobile friendly, you could uh-huh. probably on your lunch break or your break, yeah, pop open your phone and. Yeah, do it. I think when Pottermore first started, people didn't have these sweet, sweet it phones. Pretty much, it's wizard feed now. Like I'm uh-huh. just kind of scrolling through, and then they have they have articles on here. Like Elsaron Pottermore says, like things you may not have noticed about Hermione. Hmm. Five times love made characters braver than ever before. Like it's they have articles and stuff on here with and listicles, uh, <laughs> listicles, and then they have links to the other stuff in there too. So you can like click on it and then. You know, find out about Professor Trelawney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's coming together. I think this is what they wanted the site to be from the get go, and it just it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy earning beans for the house cup, though, for Slytherin. Yes. That was fun. Uh, I have one more quick little story. I don't know if you guys had anything else. No, go for it, man. Uh, over on. Netflix's Media Center website, and this is where they put out all their press releases about like what's coming out, what they've like acquired, what they're announcing. Um, they have an article that they just put up the other day. Said you're still hooked on Netflix. You're still hooked, and Netflix knows why. Hmm. Um, they're able to figure out what episodes of shows people actually start binge watching on, um, and this is something that they did across 30 series with. Um, seven countries <laughs> and pretty much what they've discovered is that watching habits are consistent from country to country and series to series and the, uh, the way they were able to figure this out is which episode kept 70% of the viewers watching through the season's end that way it's not just people watching like the first or the second episode and then stopping so um, some of the examples that they have are people got hooked on Stranger Things at episode 2 okay that seems early but also uh, getting hooked uh, on episode two, that's one-fourth of the way in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Prison Break, episode number three. Okay. Oh, okay. So maybe it's not that early. American Horror Story, episode number four. 
uh-huh. Fuller House, episode number four, and Gilmore Girls, episode number seven. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense, because the pilot was pretty rough. See, and that's the thing, like, pilots are always pretty rough, and seeing this made me think, like, okay, I tried watching American Horror Story, and I couldn't get into it. Maybe I just need to give it, like, the next three episodes, and then I'll be like, okay, yes, now I see what it is. Um, and going back to even, like, last week when we were talking about Stranger Things, mm-hmm. I and I wanted to know, like, how Netflix created the perfect show for me, and... I think this is part of it. Like, they're able to catch just what people enjoy about the shows from watching habits. And then be like, okay, hey, people like this episode. People also like this episode and this episode of these different series. Let's combine them into, like, a perfect lasagna. (laughs) I think it's also, I mean, just in, in general, too, when they make their own shows, it's giving people with creative ideas the guidance to make the perfect show versus like a network TV mm. where it's all ads. You got to do this. We got to have this. This guy can't be uh, blonde. He has to have red hair. Like <laughs> instead of like giving like lots and lots of notes, mm-hmm. their thing is more like what the people actually want. Yeah, there's no need to break up the story for a commercial break. Oh, this episode's going to be 55 minutes long. Versus, you know, the normal 42 minutes long for a television show that's just an hour long. Well, that's okay. You know, like, they, they don't need to run, like, a special 90-minute episode for, for uh, a Netflix series because they can just be as long or as short as they need them to be. No. Because there is some pretty uh, big swings in Stranger Things. There's, like, a 55-minute episode. There's, like, a 42-minute episode. So that's a good 13-minute difference. And if that was network television, there might be issues with that. I'm just happy I'm getting a season two of Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be airing pretty soon, right? Uh, I re- it was almost like a a bit, you know, a bit click mm-hmm. kind of a thing where it was like actors being recast for Fuller House, and I'm like, whoa, are they getting rid of Kimmy Gidler and getting somebody else? But no, it's like so and so who appeared on season five won't be returning for Fuller House. They're recast as this. It was like the the nerdy kid that was uh, Kimmy's boyfriend or something. Yeah, and I was like, well, yeah, the person probably isn't an actor anymore. (laughs) Like, it's like 20 years in between these two things. The people have moved on. Except for us. (laughs) And Steve. Steve's still there. Well, it's the only way he can get a sandwich anymore. Well, he ran out of uh, Aladdin money. No, no, he's still making that Aladdin money. He's still the voice. Like, whenever they need Aladdin for something, he still shows up. And I feel bad. I should know that guy's name. Steve was my favorite character on Full House. I thought his Aladdin. name was Steve Aladdin. <laughs> it's not Steve Aladdin? Steve, Steve give him Aladdin. a sandwich Aladdin. Steve Aladdinson. <laughs> well, I don't know what Steve Aladdinson is doing, but uh, I know this week we are going to be buying some comic books. And, uh, Chris, what are you looking forward to purchasing? Uh, I'm looking forward to purchasing Teen Titans Rebirth, number one from DC Comics. And this is written by Ben Percy with art by John Boy Myers. And this is about Damian Wayne recruiting Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and the new Kid Flash uh, to join him in a fight against Raj al Ghul. Well, that sounds uh, good. Yeah, I I don't know if this is going to be one of those books that I keep on reading, but I think it'll, it should be fun for at least maybe like two or three issues. Mm-hmm. Just to see like how it's going to end up. I mean, I enjoy Damien, but I like him more alongside those Bat Family characters. So seeing him with some other characters that I I know I won't necessarily say love, 
Uh, it, it, could, it could be fun, though. The most fun I've ever had with Damian Wayne is when he shows showed up in those like that one Supergirl book, and I think the one yeah, on, when they did the Halloween, the one Halloween, yeah, and like he hates being around other people, but he also kind of likes it. <laughs> you know, he kind of hates the fact that he likes it because he's still he's, a kid. He's still that just bratty. Ugly, you know that bratty kid that you just like. Why did like, you say ugly? Bra- <laughs> because the ugly personality, you know that ugly bratty personality that you just think of middle schoolers, like that awful, just the worst. All middle schoolers, ugly, oh, ugly personalities, man. Like he's that. For me, he's that. That he will always be that horrible middle schooler, that just like stares down at everybody else, knows more than anybody else, will call you up for wearing, did, like, shoes. Do the, <laughs> the, the kids in the neighborhood pick on you? Yes, because <laughs> they're all middle schoolers. They're all ugly. They're all Damian Waynes. So I'm surprised that he's the one going out to recruit people. I'd love to be, like, in your life and really understand what's going on, because this is a weird middle schooler hatred that you have, and I don't know where it's coming from. You walk by kids standing up for a bus stop, and they're just like, hey, guy, no shoes. And they laugh at you. And it's like, I don't I don't Were understand. Were 30 that. when this happened? <laughs> I don't get it. They're just mean. Middle schoolers are mean. Them glasses are shit. <laughs> yeah. They're just mean, man. <laughs> That's why I escape and read comic books. Just like hey, you, John. are you going to be reading? What, what comic book are you going to escape into, Paul? <laughs> well, a comic away book from the middle school. <laughs> this is this is long after Earth has encountered its second ice age and killed off all middle schoolers. <laughs> Humanity has learned to cope with the frozen elements, aka they just all moved to Buffalo. <laughs> like that's what I read this and I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready for this apocalypse. Not ready for the zombie apocalypse. Not ready for the electricity going out everywhere apocalypse. Not even uh, ready for the 2017 apocalypse that sure is going to happen no matter what what happens. 2017 apocalypse? Yeah, it's going to happen. The Mayan apocalypse wasn't ready. (laughs) Uh, But in the cold, bleak future, heat is power. And uh, this is written by Joshua Joshua Williams, who also did uh, Flash Rebirth, and also Nailbiter that you really enjoyed, John and Chris. I did enjoy it in the beginning. And then uh, the art is being done by uh, Batman. I haven't heard you talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's good. It's not, it was. It was taking. It was. It took too long. It took too long. It dragged just a little bit. Guess what? This is one it's, through six. It's still an ongoing though. This is not an ongoing. So this is going to hit and hit it and quit it. Hit Try. it and quit it. <laughs> Try because we my got this books. apocalypse coming in 2017. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so. Joshua Sean Alexander from Empty Zone and Batman Arkham City uh, doing the interior art. And this is a science science fiction book like no other, they say. I don't, it sounds like Snowpiercer. <laughs> so <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a sci-fi book. <laughs> so a post-apocalyptic uh, a future where it's the second Ice Age. So let's pump the brakes and say like no other. That sounds like Snowpiercer. <laughs> Did you see Snowpiercer? No. Yeah, so you have no Most right apocalyptic pl- uh, planet in what? The second Ice Age, right? It's more about being on a train. Oh. 
smashed up with speed. It's speed three. Speed three. <laughs> but this time, not, they're on a train. Not, not on a cruise ship. Not on speed, a bus. Speed three. Not so much the cruise control. <laughs> and also, it's snowing out. Ooh. Oh. We did tropical on number two. So going snow makes sense. Mm. It's ice level. Ice level speed. Ice level. You always got to have the ice level. You're going to slide a little bit on the ice when oh, you're running. Speed four is the lava level. Uh, speed four, Hawaii. <laughs> uh, and I will be picking up uh, a trade. This is Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And this is written by Avid Ethan David, uh, Elias Grazizlzi, on art. Uh, and this book is based off of uh, Douglas Adams' um, short stories in a uh, few novels that he wrote about this uh, character. I love Douglas Adams. I was a huge uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan. I've read all the books. I have was really excited that when the motion picture came out starring Martin Freeman, it came out on my birthday. Hey! I was really hey. excited about that. Uh, so I never read anything else by Douglas Adams, which I thought was really funny that I never did. Um, but just recently I was doing, you know how you get into those weird internet holes? Well, I got into an internet <laughs> hole reading up about Douglas Adams, and I found out that this book was, this character was something that he um, that he had created. And when it clicked on other, other versions, like on uh, Wikipedia, it pulled up that this comic book existed. So when this trade was coming out this week, I was like, oh yeah, definitely I'm going to pick up this book. Uh, it's about a it's about a detective who believes that um, coincidences uh, happen for a reason, and he follows those threads and figures out the crime through that. Uh, the crime or the um, <laughs> the mystery the mystery is actually like for this one is called uh, a spoon too short. Um, so, and then, so like, somebody other... spilled soup on their shirt. Right. Uh, but the other, like, the other stories that um, Douglas Adams had written mm-hmm. are called, like, uh, A Long Dark Tea, um, All Kings. And it's kind of fun because I do really, really love, um, like, Philip Marlowe detective stories, Multi Falcon, the Maltese Falcon, um, Sam Spade stories. Mm-hmm. And have fallen in love with uh, the. Um, I, you're zoning out, I, I, and I'm I, the worst I, person I to I'm look at at, at this point. I know because uh, I'm like I have no idea what any. No, I I know Steve Falcon. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I really love pulpy noir kind of stuff, and this seems like it's a fun, maybe sci-fi y uh, pulpy book, mm. and. I'm really looking forward to checking this out. It's sci-fi, so is it like Snowpiercer? Uh, it is exactly like Snowpiercer <laughs> in the fact that he's a holistic detective who loves pizza and cats. Ooh. Is there any snow in it? Uh, Samurai Pizza Cats? Haven't read the book. I don't know about the snow guys, but as soon as I find out, I will let you know if there is snow in this book. Oh, can't wait. And, and Samurai Pizza Cats, let me know. Uh, so That's a show nobody's thought of. Since 
10, 12 years ago. Uh, and something that what maybe we, we could wait on is our next beer. Yeah, this is, uh, elite. before we get into the main topic, this is what we're going to be <laughs> sipping on while Paul keeps on going, uh, you know that person? <laughs> you know that person. Uh, or, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is Elysian, Stark of the Moon. This is something that we loved two years ago from 2014. And then weren't a fan of back in 2015. But now I got it. I, I, we complained about this on uh, the show before, how I, I bought this beer from a uh, local place, a uh, local beer store, Premier Wine and Spirits. And uh, I picked it up thinking it was in this year's bottle, and it was actually last year's bottle. So this is pre-age for us. This is Elysian Stark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. We loved it back when it was the pumpkin stout that was actually a synonym and stout in disguise. <laughs> it's a werewolf on the cover, so it just made or on the label, so it just makes sense that it would be uh, something in disguise. This is actually, actually opened up nicely. This is uh, really good for being a year old. And last year, both of us agreed. It was it, way too much pumpkin up front. It was missing and, something because mm-hmm. this was the cinnamon stout that Paul and I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys loved it. Oh, so much and love on that sentiment. Our hearts were broken. Uh, what's really nice about... We were like, this is a snickerdoodle dandy. <laughs> uh, what we what what is no? really nice... Okay. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so what, proud What's of really it. nice is, yeah, Don't the... Pee. the <laughs> I love you, Chris. <laughs> If you're going to laugh like that, do it on mic so people know what's going on. Well, people can hear it. <laughs> the deadpan don't be just got them just right. Uh, I can't. Sorry, Paul. I broke it. Uh, the thing that's really nice about this year-old bottle is the, yeah, the pumpkin is gone, and it is cinnamony again. Um, but it's it's like a nutmeggy. It's not overly cinnamon, yeah. but it still holds up as a stout, and it still holds <laughs> up with that spice. Oh, we got a new cinnamon contestant, new cinnamon celebrity in the ring for uh, for beers this year, and that's that uh, big ditch cinnamon apple, uh, uh, yeah, brown ale, right? I, it's a uh, amber ale. Amber ale. Um, I don't know. I think we. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, did we? I don't think so. We might have poured it before. <clears throat> I think we poured it before we recorded. I think it was, what, last week or the yeah, week last before? Week. We sat down to drink from Big Ditch Local Brewery, mm-hmm. uh, which this week, uh, Thursday, cans will be out from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I didn't see the, the year fall seasonal. So no, I was like, it's, uh, it's Hayburner, Excavator, and Lowbridge. I'm, try- I'm excited for Excavator because uh, that's our brown. That's a brown. I'm excited for Hayburner because that's their IPA. Uh, what's interesting about those beers, side side beer talk, um, all have to be kept cold. They're fresh style beers. If they are kept warm, which you if you see them warm, do not buy them. Uh, they only have a 10 day shelf life. Oh, so has to be kept cold. Meant to drink fresh, uh, but they, is that the same thing that Hetty Hopper? Is that why Hetty Hopper is so crazy to get? No, it's just because it's a phenomenal beer. Uh, But they put out a cinnamon apple amber ale. Paul bought it for us. 
uh, couldn't hold himself back. Well, from I bought it because it. it was a Monday fun day that I was uh, doing, and I'm like, you know what? I want a porch drink because what's more fun than that during the fall? And I picked it up in a growler, uh, and I'm like, yep. and this is the perfect fall beer. Oh, it was so good to sit the, out on the porch and drink. The cinnamon and apple work so well that the apple it. Overpowers the, the spice of the cinnamon mm-hmm. or the heat from a cinnamon, and the cinnamon takes away the spice. So you're left with just this cinnamon warmness to it, it the richness to it. it. It's so good. It's it's phenomenal. It's the best fall beer I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I will I will wow. I will say that it is drinking it literally makes you go fall. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, hmm, fall? It's, uh, it's it's amazing. You're just um, looking for a pile of leaves to jump in. Just It is something that I would definitely, uh, on my way home from work, like, if I, this week I don't have any time, but next week uh-huh. I'm stopping, I'm getting a growler full, and I'm looking forward they're, to... They're ca- carrying it at consumers. Uh, yeah, some I, of the consumers they some, have. Uh, yeah. I actually checked consumers okay. on who's carrying that nobody's has it on tap right now. Oh, they had it the, last week. That's why I had it because it was right <clears> down the street. And Anywho, I'm like, yep. conversation we don't need to have because we are talking about Elysian, uh, Dark of the Moon, year old. It is a success. Yeah. Um, you were absolutely outraged that yes. you bought last year's bottle because you didn't like it with an age. With a year on it, it, uh-huh. it is... It is a lot better. I'm happy that I bought it. I'm not happy that I bought it under the pretenses that I bought it under which. Yes. <laughs> under which under which that I bought it. Sorry. Drinking. Sorry. I hate <laughs> fighting against the under which. <laughs> worst boss ever. Ah, better than the under troll. But still, yes. the under witch. In something that I am happy that I bought... Is our next dramatic reading? Oh. And now, uh, say, is, is this one for me? Because he didn't say before. No, it's for Paul. It's oh, always for oh, Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Night Force is always for Paul. I need to get this up. Okay. And now, a dramatic reading. <laughs> <laughs> so many words. <laughs> so big. I, I love it. And now, a dramatic reading of Night Force, <laughs> number one, page twenty-three, battle. <laughs> Zoom in on Wheeling Sleepy's Inn. Look, I don't know what happened either, but we made it through, and tomorrow I'll take you back home. But if you need anything else tonight, I'll be in the next room. I, 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 I don't even know what, but thank you, Sergeant Duffy. Please, call me Jim. In that was a dramatic reading. <laughs> there are crows. There's crows flying around. And that was a dramatic reading of Night Force number one. Possibly Paul's greatest <laughs> dramatic reading. Pa- page 23, panel one. If you ever need, if anybody out there who needs me to do any voiceover work, just let me know. Contact at backnumboardcast.com, which we really need to switch over to just a free Gmail account. <laughs> I thought I thought, our, I thought we were paying for Scott to host that. Yeah, not email. Not email? Yep. All right. But anyways, that will take us into our main topic. And as I explained at the beginning, this is a casting call that we're doing. We are going to line up some actors and villains from the Batman mm-hmm. universe. Uh, because it was teased that in the new Batflecked 
movie, Ben Affleck's Batman movie, that there was going to be a massive breakout of Arkham. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to throw it to Chris with his first pick. Uh, If somebody picks the actor... I don't, I'm not going to say you can't use that actor again. That was that was it. Did yeah. we say like actor and character? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody picks the character, you can't use the character, or if somebody thinks they have a better character, a better actor for that. Oh, that's going to happen every single pick for me, uh, <laughs> Mister. I'm John. I got seven. I do. I did have seven. Uh, but you know, we do the round robin. We have fun with this. We're not going to be too like like we. We're going to give Paul softballs on these because he's... I'm horrible He's at horrible it. at it. Uh, but, Chris, your first yes. villain that is escaping, and who is playing him? Okay, uh, my first villain is someone that has been prevalent in the Batman issues sporadically. Um, she comes and goes. Usually you see her because Batgirl was around. And when I say Batgirl, I mean Cassandra Cain Batgirl. Uh, but this is going to be Lady Shiva. Ooh, good one. I didn't even think about her. I, I was trying to think of some of the, like, the low-key mm-hmm. Batman villains that you know maybe we haven't seen before. Uh, she is one of the world's top martial artists. Uh, she helped train Batman. She helped him mm-hmm. uh, recover from when he had his bat broken by, bat broken by Bane. That was really hard to say. <laughs> that was tough. I, I saw the words coming out. I'm like, those don't line up, but I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was difficult, um, and I think this would be a great different kind of like physical character to bring in. Um, Batman villains tend to either gear more towards like physicality or like strength of mind, mm-hmm. and I just want him to go up against like the ultimate tactician, just for like some fun knockdown, fast drag out brawls. Uh, so for this, I need a fantastic. Uh, actress who's going to be able to carry her own and i actually picked michelle yo uh you may know her from crushing tiger hidden dragon or possibly one of the best movies ever made super cop <laughs> <laughs> what um, um, she, she's been in a bunch of stuff she does a lot of her own stunts um she was in 007 tomorrow never dies she's going to be in the uh, netflix sequel to crushing tiger hidden dragon uh, which is out but yes She's she's a little bit older, but mm-hmm. I think that would just kind of add to the weight that well, she is a master, and then, yes, she can take out anybody that comes after her. And also, is, in the Batfleck universe, I think everybody's a little older, yeah, right? Because that's what I've been casting as, I, I casted... I, all my people are older actors, because this is an older universe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I so, think it works. My, um, I have some that are... Well, one that's a little bit younger... I get to him, but yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. That that's, that's fine. fine, and I think that is uh, perfect casting because it is. This is someone who trained Batman, and mm-hmm. I mean, we saw in Batman Superman that he's a brutal knockdown fighter, and like uh, even in the Christopher Nolan verse, is they said like he doesn't just use one form of mm-hmm. fighting style; he switches between many depending on what he's up against. And even the same thing with Ben Affleck's Daredevil; like he used different fighting techniques. So I think this would be uh, that that it's actually uh, brilliant, Chris, mm-hmm. and oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, I and I also picked this in hopes that maybe this would lead to Cassandra Cain stuff. Even though like I don't think we're ever gonna get the extended Bat Family stuff in any of the movies. Um, fingers crossed. Would you be Would you be happy with more showcases of in the Batcave of other costumes? Like if you got nods that way. 
Kind of like how they nodded in Batman v <laughs> Superman, like to uh, Jason. Well, Jason Todd, we're we're assuming Robin. I, I like the nods. I mean, they're fun. Like they're cool little little you glimpses want into that world. But I'd rather see the whole the whole world. You know, mm-hmm. don't just give me Robin's costume in the Batcave, like acknowledging it exists. Like show me Robin existing. And also in other media, and you know, if you went to Wikipedia and went to like in other media section, like Lady Shiva has only really appeared in what Batman Arkham Origins. Oh, you mean video games? Yeah, like in video games, in other media, yeah, I, outside I, I of comic books. I, mean, I think she was in. Um, I mean, uh, comic books. I, I outside of comic books. I think she was like in Batman animated series. She might have been in any other animated series there's been so many batman cartoons that you know they do like two seasons they end and then they do another one right right um, the uh, batman i'm actually going to the dc wikia to see uh, they have her but no i mean she's a great character she's one of those ones that you don't always forget about but she's not present because she's not ultimately always a villain right uh but no that was that was that was good chris like, like she's that. listed Thank as you. a villain in origin arkham origins the video game but well like what you do is, like, she just keeps on testing you. Like, yeah. she jumps yeah. you, and then you, like, fight her for a little bit, and she's like, okay, very good. I'll Besides see you later. the comics, she appeared in the Birds of Prey TV show. Oh! The uh, Batman Superman Public Enemies DC animated film. Uh, the DC Universe Online role-playing game. Uh, Arkham Origins. Lego Batman 2. But then, more recently, in the DC Superhero Girls cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah, which I haven't seen anything from that, but I think it's cool that she's popped up in that. Yeah, she's got more exposure than I thought. No. Oh, oh, me. I'm throwing it to you, Paul. So I'm going with a blonde-haired, red-haired guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. He's uh, from Modern Family. He plays kind of a, uh, a a recluse kind of like zany kind of character on Modern Family. Uh What's his character's name? I don't even know. Uh, um, I've only seen a few episodes of it. I'm not Mi- sure. Mitchell Pritchett. I've only seen a couple episodes that Kate's been watching, and I, you know, watch, uh, you know, off, you know, I'll walk into the room and be like, oh, that girl has huge <laughs> <laughs> tracks of land. <laughs> tracks of land. Uh, <laughs> Gene Wilder, everybody. Uh, Jesse uh, Tyler Ferguson. Who plays uh, Mitchell Fer- uh, Pritchett? He's always wearing a bow tie. He plays kind of a crazy kind of character. He's not always wearing a bow tie. You saw, you've seen like a picture. Paul saw of him. He's wearing a bow tie. <laughs> of out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, four out of seven <clears throat> photos, the three of which that are not set photos, all three of the non-set photos, he's wearing a bow tie. Bow tie, not a set photo. Bow tie, not a set photo. Bow tie, not a set photo. Those are all at awards, you idiot. They're not from the show. Right. Outside of the show. Outside of the show when he's at an awards show? Yeah, he's wearing a bow tie. Which makes me think of no other villain than the Mad Hatter. (laughs) I think he would make a good Mad Hatter. Jarvis Trench. I'm trumping you because my next one's Mad Hatter and it's better. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. That will happen. (laughs) We knew this was going to happen. Go ahead, go go no, for no. it. That's what wh- because he's wearing. He, you've seen him in three <laughs> photos, and he's wearing a bow tie. I think, and he has what you thought was 
blonde hair. He can really play red. this like very aloof, very like socially inept character. Uh, somebody that doesn't understand what's going on around him. I can see him getting himself lost in his own little world and creating that own his own world. I think he can play that very well. Um, I think he can be over the top with it, and that's what made me think, oh, that guy. You know, and also I was going like, oh, who's playing uh, Deathstroke in this next movie? Oh, he's married to the girl on Modern Family. Who else is in Modern Family? Oh, this guy. He could play. He could. He could be Mad Hatter. That's how I came up with Jesse Tyler Ferguson as the Mad Hatter. See, it's all connected. <laughs> ben Affleck goes to uh, what's his name? The ben? guy that's playing uh, Deathstroke. Okay. And he says, hey. Who do you know that would play Mad Hatter? He's like, well, this guy, I know him. Who knows him? That guy. Uh, <laughs> we said this is what it was going to be every time I picked a guy. <laughs> It'd be like that guy, you know? Uh, Who's the better Mad Hatter, John? And that would be Timothy Spall, who is a British character actor. Oh, he, I, I know who he is. Uh, you would know him as someone who played Wormtail in the Harry Potter movies, mm. who has the exact look of... Timothy? The, yeah, Timothy, Timothy Spall. S-P-A-L-L. Uh, not only could he play very kind of wispy and frail kind of a character, uh, or someone who would fall into that kind of... Yeah, but he's not even wearing a bow tie in any of these photos. But you think, when you Google him, a picture does come up with him wearing a top hat. Ooh, see, okay. Already, oh, that's already a better pick. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Top oh, hat. There's another picture of him in a top oh, hat. So many pictures oh, of top hats. Oh, there's him in a like double-breasted suit. Ooh. Uh, I think he has the perfect look for it to be the Mad Hatter. Yeah. Uh, not only that, I see him as the Batman animated series Mad Hatter with just the the kind of pointy nose. He can be absolutely brutal. Um, in many roles, he's played. Uh, a bit of a heavy, someone who's... He was he was the lead role in Macbeth and Othello. Yeah. Back in the National Youth Theater. Uh, I'm reading it off of IMDb. <laughs> He's a great character actor. Somebody who can play um, someone who's going to be, oh, please, Alice, come this way, and then mm-hmm. be able to launch into outrage and anger and vengeance. And uh, to me, I think there's no one better for... The Mad Hatter. Not even just Jesse. No, something he, I don't think I don't think he's a very good Mad Hatter. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Paul. That's okay. I, I'm I, sorry you you walked in on the TV so when your John wife has seven picks, so he can constantly tear down which one. <laughs> yeah, Paul. everyone. I gave I I slipped Paul. I yeah, slipped I Paul like a name. Yeah, you slipped me a name. That doesn't mean I'm going to use it. It doesn't mean you're going to use it. But he could actually fall into a couple categories in Batman mm-hmm. villains. Are we doing round robin? No, because you need to finish up, John, because <laughs> you need to smack down our picks. I'm going to go next, so get ready to smack this one down. Uh, I always love, in the Batman universe, especially the cinematic universe, that the old mob bosses actually still play a role in Gotham, except they're just their territories are getting chewed out. They can't actually get anything going, because all of these darn caped crusaders and all these crazy supervillains are out running loose and playing in their town. And I want to see an old man, an old, like, just fallen from grace guy that's playing, that's serving, you know, in Arkham, like, 
ten life sentences in a row because he was just so evil as a mob boss. But he's and he tried to don his own like uh, super villain uh, persona, and it just didn't work for him. You know, in order to really tighten up his mob family, and it's kind of now playing that role of uh, like he'll just talk about talk shit about anybody. Like he's the one person that the cops always go to, and like he's now like taking bribes for you know he's getting you know all the cool stuff in his uh, cell. Like he's got the most pimped out cell in Arkham, and it's nothing crazy. It's just luxury items, and uh, so you see him like smoking a really good cigar, and he's just an old man just trying to live out the rest of his days like comfortably as as possible in Arkham, and. Uh, that would be a black mask kind of character, and uh, Alan Arkin, who was in Argo, so he knows Ben Affleck. So it's an easy casting for Ben. He just gives him a call and be like, "Hey, remember when you were in Argo for me?" Uh, he's an actor, director, and writer, so you might be able to help out. And uh, so I think of this old wise like kind of like he's a stool pigeon, but he's only doing it for his own good. You know, just because he doesn't want to be bothered with anything anymore. So in the black, I, I, in this older universe, I think that's where the black mask would eventually end up. Roman uh, Cineus, that that first bat black mask, and not the uh, later ones. Uh, no, um, Alan Arkin, who is more known for doing comedy, one of his first roles is playing almost like a serial killer, and it's one of the most brutal kind of roles he's ever played. But he played it beautifully. And comedic actors are known for being able to do drama and playing those those roles even better. So him playing somebody super brutal, you know, vicious, I think he definitely has it. And well, I he think, already did that in Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, as Bud Newman. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw the third one. No, me either. <laughs> I didn't see the second one. Uh but I think this is actually uh, a good role, a good character pick for it. He is older, but he is somebody who could sink his teeth into this role, where most of the time I think Alan Arkin is just uh, happy to play something and just uh-huh. plays Alan Arkin through it. This is something where he can really get dig his teeth into. Well, he is an Academy Award-winning actor, <clears throat> read from IMDb. Chris! Hey. Did you hear how I didn't get torn down there? I did. It's your turn to step up to the plate. Good luck. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, can only, I can only knock it out of the park once per episode. Uh, hopefully my next one uh, doesn't come under fire too much. Uh, I imagine it'll be better than Paul's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, this one is kind of one of those ones from the heart, like more than just like, I think this is perfect. Uh, I think just with the steps that we've had in... CGI lately, uh, don't look at the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie for <laughs> proof of this. Uh, I'm shocked that we haven't had Clayface brought to life yet in a live-action uh, venue. Uh, for that, I need someone just with a fantastic voice that will cut through just that gross, gloppy exterior, and it's going to stand on its own. And this person is known for his voice acting work more than anything else. Uh, but this is H. John Benjamin. Okay. I think he just has, like, that timbre in his voice that 
will just like portray that kind of like that gravelly nature of this character that's just slugging through life now. And he, de- uh, and he definitely also can bring a little bit of levity and heart to it because Clayface isn't that character. He's ultimately that bad. You know, he's kind of gotten a raw deal and he's using it to what he can do now. So and a big he- part of that is actually the Detective Comics run that's coming out right mm-hmm. now where, I don't want to say Clayface is front and center, but he's a little bit more active in it than I've seen him in the Bat Universe in the past like 10 years and he's actually like a relatable character I I enjoy reading him and just like the different things that they I don't want to say make him do but just the different showcases for his powers that he really hasn't even considered using before because he's always just been like hey I'm going to turn my hand into a giant hammer smash out of this window and I'm going to sneak away looking like one of the police like I, th- I think this is a a good villain to bring to the screen just because he hasn't been done before and I, th- I think H. John Benjamin could convey the voice well. And I oh, agree, yeah. but I also have <laughs> I also have somebody. Uh, because John H. Benjamin would be awesome as Clayface, though. He would be. I I I I, okay. I don't doubt it. I'm just you don't even need to process his voice through like any kind of mm-hmm. yeah. synthesizer or anything like because that. it's already gravelly. <laughs> uh, and th- and that's why my actor who could be portrayed as a wash up washed up actor. Mm-hmm trying to get through and then has this accident happen to him where he becomes Clayface and has a great voice. Uh, I put Michael Madsen uh, as Clayface. Paul's looking it up. Uh, You might know him. I know John H. Benjamin. Voice of Archer. Uh, Kill Bill, Reservoir Dogs. Michael who? uh, Madsen. Madsen. Aladdinson. Michael Michael Aladdinson. (laughs) Oh, there he is. Yeah, he kind of looks like a uh, old, yeah, like a washed up, like a uh, 1940s Sam Spade kind of character. Definitely, he's got, he's got like the same kind of like. He's got the same kind of voice. voice. And also, I have to say, he's the first actor I've ever looked up on Google, and I've been doing this since for 400 and some odd <laughs> episodes of every time John spots an actor, uh, that his official website pops up number one <laughs> above IMDb. Like I, I just feel like. Just will often just click the first link because it's always IMDb, but not this time. Also, also probably the first actor you've ever Googled that also appeared in Free Willy. He <laughs> <laughs> was in Free Willy. So bizarre, that man's uh, acting career. Oh, do you have him playing Talon? Because he was in the movie Talons as George Fitzgerald. Is George Talon. Just because he was in a movie called Talons doesn't mean automatically Paul. Uh, and your wait book, a second. In your wait book, a second. he goes, oh, uh, he was in a movie called Talons? Therefore, he should be Talon? Uh, I saw that guy in a picture and he wore a bow tie? Automatically he should be uh, uh, Mad Hatter? Now, John, I might have to disqualify this pick because he does play Patrick in Powers. The PlayStation Nobody television series... Nobody watched X three either. This isn't my pick. I said this okay. is someone else I cast. Well, and I think therefore I think John Benjamin is a great is John a better Benj- pick. John Benjamin is a better voice actor who would be a better at portraying this. A, a better. The only voice. reason you're picking him is because he was in Donnie Brasco. I didn't even realize he was <laughs> Donnie Brasco. He's and in the movie uh, Die Another Day. Another day. I was looking for another movie that you would really like, and I felt <laughs> fell flat on it. Oh, Sin City. You'd like Sin City. You did a bit part in Sin City. Um, Much like Juno did in X3. <laughs> X3. Oh, the picker. 
<laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I think John Benjamin is definitely a voice actor who can convey so much with his voice. Mm. Uh, and he's got those piercing blue eyes, which if they were able oh, to... Yeah, they just put those eyes in that. In that, in that mm. creature, I think it would be great. So better pick than Michael Madsen. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I, it's something I wouldn't have thought of, and I think it would have been perfect. And I think it's something that people would also, if they didn't, no, I got your back, Chris. See how we won that argument? H. M. Metric, like he has fans now just for his voice he, after like Bob's Burgers and Archer. Like, exactly, people will go see that just based off of him alone. I mean, yeah, Ben Affleck <clears> and <throat> Batman are bigger draws, but I also heard he can get to the set really easy because he has his own van. It was a good series. <laughs> it was super bizarre, but it was good. So uh, he'll always be on time. Come on, Ben Affleck. You need reliable people with reliable pe- uh, transportation. He can pick up the whole cast and crew. Yeah. When you're done uh, making jokes, I have actually good points to make about this casting, but yeah. yeah. Have, have either of you watched uh, Aziz Ansari's Master of None yes. on Netflix? Mm-hmm. He's, he's also on that, too, and yeah. he's hilarious. He's great. <laughs> He's the ones that's like, oh yeah, you always load up at the uh, the buffet, the cater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wasn't that you and Soul Plane Four? <laughs> uh, I oh. think he's somebody too that you're. If you weren't paying attention to who's being cast in this, as soon as you hear his voice, there's going to be something that's going to draw you to it because it does have this likability in the voice mm-hmm. when he's being Bob from Bob's Burgers or is, if he's uh, Archer like those things you're going to be like I know that voice like where is that where is that voice coming from or even if you're or Arch uh, McGurk <laughs> yeah uh, I was actually going to say from um, um, oh, the uh, Dr. Katz oh. place that, he, that was his first like yeah, cartoon role yeah, both in squeaky vision or squiggle vision yeah it was the the guy who animated um, Dr. Katz. Dr. Katz then went on to create Short, whatever shorts. What was it called? Yeah. Shorts shorts movies. Short Who's movies. also the guy who went on to create Bob's Burgers, oh. which makes sense. Uh, so in this Batman universe, you have these older characters. So if you're going to cast a Riddler, you need somebody who's older Riddler, Batman's fought him a couple times, somebody who can be evil, menacing, mm. portray that he is smarter than everyone, and who's going to make it slightly creepy. Mm. Uh, and that's why, get ready, Paul, because you're going to be yeah. like, who? <laughs> I'm on IMDb. Uh, Fingers at the ready. And I'm going to do Brad Dorf. Uh, this person... Oh, he was... Oh. The worm tongue. Worm tongue, exactly. Uh, also, uh, the voice of Chucky. Uh, great character actor. Uh, one of his first roles was in um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which he was, I think he was nominated for an Academy Award for that. But he kind of, he has the look for playing an older Riddler. He's got the chops to play it. He's a fantastic actor. And uh, this would be a a role that he could sink his teeth into. And that's one of the things that this guy's been missing for years. Again, on a comic book television show, Agents Just Shield, though. He, he played uh, Thomas Nash All right. on the episode then, of... Uh, uh, I'm going to go... Victor- you have seven. That's why I keep on doing this I'm going to go Victor Zaz. 
who's a, a brutal uh, villain who carves into his skin. Yeah, I was trying uh, to figure out a good person for this too. The different, he would the be. different uh, murders that he's done. And that's why I'm going to cast, get ready, Paul. Yes. Bill Mosley <laughs> as Victor oh. Zaz. Uh, you'll know this the character. Reject. <laughs> he was, yeah. Uh, also, um, a character actor who's been in tons and tons of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of fi- Chris's favorites, uh, Repo Man, or just Repo, the yep, genetic Repo. opera. Uh, also in the second uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He has like 20 movies in post-production right now. <laughs> Yeah, he gets around town. Yeah, how, uh, how many of them are Rob Zombie movies? All of them, <laughs> just one. <laughs> what is it like? Thirty-one? I don't yeah, know. That, that's his next one. Which I think they put a trailer out for, and I just haven't seen it yet. They did. It looks like a Rob Zombie insane. More like Lords of Salem, or more like Halloween. More like, like Halloween. Halloween. Um, okay. It's yeah. It's this group of. It was in the remake of House. In 2008, there was a movie called House. He played. It's Stuart. not a remake of House. This is oh. the House. Uh, but Bill Mosley would definitely play a great Zaz. Just mm. brutal, shaved head, serial killer, scars all over his body. He was in Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and also in a movie called Evil Bong. Evil Bong. <laughs> he was the Bong World patron. Uh, oh, he was in Carnival. You loved Carnival. He was the Wait, cook. Who was he, in Carnival? he was the cook. Oh, awesome. yeah, okay. It's cookie. been a while since I watched it. Sorry. Oh. No, no, that's I... all right. It's it's like a blinking you miss it character. Army of Darkness. He was the Deadite Captain. Uh, Chris, did you have a uh, alternate that you wanted to put out there? Uh, yeah, I have I have a couple more. Oh, uh, good. That Let's go. Just, like, I'll Let's, sit here and uh, be like, who? Be fun. No, uh, this one I think you would know. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is, again, me reaching into the pantheon of lesser-known Batman villains. This is definitely more of a D-lister. Uh, and this is the Clue Master. Ooh. I, I decided to go, like... Alex Trebek. <laughs> no, I actually picked Jason Schwartzman. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I know Jason Schwartzman. You know him? Yes. Hey. Um, I, I think he could do just kind of like a quirky weird character Mm -hmm. that's not as recognizable as the Riddler because I think when you say the Riddler everyone's going to kind of go in with their own like preconceived notions just of the character because he has been in Batman movies before and like the Batman TV shows and the video games Uh, Clue Master only really ever appearing in the comic and then I think some episodes of Young Justice did uh, nobody else get spoiled with the Riddler with Jim Carrey's uh, uh, thrust his uh, hip thrust. Like every time somebody mentions the Riddler, that's the, immediately just, what I think of. Jim Carrey, like flashes in your head. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's no, like I can see that, and then like explosions behind him. Uh-huh. Yeah, that moment, I'm like oh, the Riddler. Oh, Jim Carrey doing that hip thrust. I'm like, oh, why is that the uh, image? I I think he would bring a youth to the character because I think he's so derivative of the Riddler that you do need to have someone that's. I don't want to say like has less of a presence uh, mm-hmm. because I think Jason Schwartzman's fantastic, but he could also play a little bit older if you decide, hey, you do want to spin off and have him be the father of another young vigilante in Gotham. Yeah, and he's definitely. I mean, he's probably five years older than us, so he's probably hitting almost hitting forty. So he could have a 
he could have a definitely have a twenty year old daughter or a fifteen year old daughter. Mm-hmm. And he was after, uh, but he was the main villain in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, but that's two thousand ten. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that one. Yeah, but again, but it's, it's not still like, a great pick. It's not. Yeah, it is a good pick. But even still, like Scott Pilgrim isn't like a comic book. It, it is. It, comic it, book movie. it meets the criteria. He was also in Freaks and Geeks. That's how I know. <clears throat> uh, I still haven't watched that. Freaks and Geeks is great. It is pretty good. If you liked it's Stranger tough. Things, watch Freaks and Geeks. If you were like, I like this show. I just wish there wasn't less as much horror in it. <laughs> if this show was more of a drama comedy... If this didn't have the Upside Down, I'd probably really like it. Watch uh, Freaks and You Geeks. know what more things need? More mom and dad. Uh, Seth Rogen. Let's go Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, did you have any other, like... No! I, John? I stretch. Uh, yeah, uh, I want Juno as Rocket, uh, Roxy Rocket. But you guys were like, no, she was in X3. And her name isn't even Juno. He said Rexy Rocket. I'm like, I don't fucking know who that is. Roxy Rocket. It's a that's a, that's a draw, man. I yeah, I don't she even was, know who that is. She <laughs> was in the cow. She was in the uh, animated series. She I'm made a couple of appearances. Her up. Roxy Rocket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see this. Okay. Yeah, I recognize her now. One that that's a Ellen, deep cut. Ellen Page, right? It's a it's a big deep. As her cut. works. <laughs> I guess because I know nothing about the character, so I guess, sure. Uh, one of my favorite Batman villains, who did not get a fair shake in the movies, but made me love that character because of the animated series, is Mr. Freeze. Mm. And if you're going to bring Mr. Freeze, you need somebody who can portray heart and soul, but also be able to deliver lines that are going to put shivers down your spine. Or just completely deadpan, like, no Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah. Huh? Hey. I've never been in a comic book movie, so... Just works. Uh, and that, the actor that is going to bring Mr. Freeze to life... And to be at the ready. Uh, ...is going to be Bill Nighy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think... What, Paul Paul doesn't agree? <laughs> no, no, I, I, oh, I was trying was, to put my Bill your... Nye impression. <laughs> uh, the first two, your index finger and middle finger on your thumb. And you just kind of like put your shoulders up near as close to your chin as you can. And you kind of just rumble a little bit. And you go, <laughs> it's a thing. It's... And that's, that's Bill Nye. I don't see him as Mr. Freeze. I'm sorry. Conv- Go ahead. Convince. I see, I see him as Mr. Freeze. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, like- he's too animated. Uh, I mean, you look at him like when he was the villain. Uh, oh, I know this is a movie. Oh, that, I've never seen this any, is a- him as a villain everywhere, anywhere except for Harry Potter. And everything he's been in. <laughs> About time. He's awesome. Uh, this is a character that... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you say this, and I know it's a movie you don't like, Paul, but he is a badass... Vampire. Oh, yeah, in Rango? Yeah. <laughs> He's also an assassin in that one movie with Rupert, uh, what's his name? For, uh, oh, geez, that weird movie? Yeah, with uh, Emily Blunt. Um, and I watch it because it's Emily Blunt. <laughs> I had a moment where I thought... That's a Marissa Torme growl! I, I had a moment where I thought Emily Blunt was, um... Who sings fireworks? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, Katy Perry? Yeah, I thought they were the same person for a while. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry I cut you off before. Uh, Underworld. Underworld, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah. he's, I mean, he's... Shows up at the very end. He's badass. He's woken up. Also, plays Davy Jones. Yes. Does a very good job of that. I think he would be somebody who could bring a likeable likeability to a character who's totally frozen and portray it uh, really well. I would agree. I, I like that pick. Thank you. And also, I, I don't think he's been in any comic book movies, even though he's done like comic Every, book themed stuff, or like could be kind of like derivative of the genre, like or medium, I should say. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything uh, else, Chris? I, I have two more. Uh, one of them I just threw together because Paul said Talon before. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, who would, who would I pick, uh, pick as Talon? And I wanted someone that's kind of like a counterpoint to whoever would be playing um, Dick Grayson. So you need someone that kind of exudes like a youthfulness, but then can be a little bit darker. And I decided to go Ethan Embry. Okay, yeah. Uh, I like Ethan Embry a lot. I wish he got more work because he's just one of those fantastic, like, fantastic early uh, like 2000s actors that was just kind of like that every man, um, which I think you would need for someone that was raised as a talent who's just like plucked uh, from mediocrity almost. Is he uh, Sherlock I... in Sherlock? No. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, he was in Can't Hardly Wait. Okay. He played the bass player in that thing you do. Hmm. Uh, was he the main character I... in here? I can't Hardly Wait. Was he the druggie in uh, Empire Records? No, he's Preston Myers. Yeah, he was. In, well, he wasn't the druggie. He was in Empire Records too, though. Oh. So there's two characters from Can't Hardly Wait that were also in Empire Records. Uh, but my other one, actually, I decided to go. It's not so much a Batman villain, but it's someone that exists in the DC universe. Um, and I went with Cheshire, and I picked Michelle Rodriguez for her because she can be that uh, kind of yeah. cold, calculated, like just removed from everything assassin. Mm-hmm. And strange enough, she hasn't been in a comic book movie yet. And she's badass. Yeah, like, she's super badass. I would, uh, which is why I think she'd be awesome as Cheshire. I, I wouldn't. Not want to meet her in a dark alley. I, I yeah, and then make me you cry. don't want to meet any of the characters she plays either, because they will all kill you. Yes. Despite John? looking at me. Uh, I also had a black mask. Good for her. Uh, it's oh. it's a name that I pushed towards uh, Paul to be like, this guy would make No. Good. He is not as good as Alan Arkin as Black Mask. Alan, uh, Alan Arkin playing an old mm-hmm. one. This is the guy that's totally brutal. It's been that like twenty years since surgically the DC. surgically removing teeth from someone he has on the table. Someone who is going to be just disgustingly evil. And if you've seen him in uh, roles like uh, he did a movie called Don Hemingley, he was the gross hitman in Road to Perdition, who's taking pictures of dead bodies for money. Some of them who he killed. Uh, you have Jude Law, who I oh. think could play a brutal, brutal black mask. See, I, I was going black mask past his prime. Because, honestly, if Batman's been around forever, the mob families haven't meant shite in, D- in Gotham City for, like, the past 20 years. So this is a black mask that's like, you know what? I'd rather be in jail right now because I can manipulate things from here just as well and live comfortably if I'm out there, you know, one of these goofballs in these stupid costumes are going to get me. Like, in Don Hemingway, like, he is, yeah. like, a brutal 
former mobster mm-hmm. who's trying to find his John's showing daughter. me pictures, and I'm like, and like I he's mean, got mutton chops. He's got mutton chops, but he's it's for a, days. It's a really dark character, and even his character that he played in in like Road to Perdition, like he sometimes when you think Jude Law, you think Pretty Boy, mm-hmm. uh, but he can play really a sex bot in AI. Yeah, yeah, he can play. He can play these really brutal characters, and he I think he likes sinking into those characters mm-hmm. to play them. Chris, you were going to say something before Paul went on his weird binge. Oh, no, I, I was going to say I like Jude Law, but I don't know. I don't. I kind of like Paul's take on... Thank you. Uh, hey. Who he wants Black Mask to be. Well, the Black Mask character. Just cause, like, it's, yeah. it's interesting, even though... I don't think they're going more for like the, the gangster-driven the, yeah. Batman stuff. I, I like that. But that's just as someone that was kind of raised on Batman the Animated Series. You know, like That's where everything stems from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Did Black Mask ever make it to animated series? I don't think so. Um, but that's why. But he was definitely portrayed a lot in the Arkham series of video games, especially yeah, in Arkham that older Origins. Mobster. So that's why I'm like, oh, he, it's a mobster that would be in Arkham because I'm like, I, I would Alan Arkin, I would rather have like as a, a Marconi or something like that, a mob family, but they wouldn't end up in Arkham. They'd be at Blackgate. Uh, no, Black Mask has never made the jump to anything. Else, other than the video game series, yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm like, oh, I would take him as Black Mask. He'd be in Arkham, but I want him as. I basically would play him as like a old mobster, that just like he reluctantly put on the black mask in order to try to keep with the times, and he would be kind of like the stool pigeon that was that was in Arkham, and he would pass along information to the guards about what's going on. He'd, you know, kind of work the thing so he could get things brought in to keep his like place really plush. And like he's like, I want to just live on Easy Street, you know. <laughs> don't don't let me out. I'm just going to be here where I'm safe. Like he would, like Batman would break into Arkham and he's the only one left in Arkham. And he's like, What happened? Batman would be like, Oh, what happened? And he would just say, You know, hi. They had a plan. Who came up with a plan? <laughs> we need to make Paul read more Batman comics. <laughs> well, I'm doing the the, the college humor Batman. You Which know. is fantastic, though. And Alan Arkin would just be like, just like, yeah, it's too much work out there now. You know, with everything. Like, I can get whatever I want in here. I get to see a girl three times a month. I'm good. You know? Three times a month. He's an old man. It's more than he can handle. More than he can handle. He gets his cigars. He gets his whiskey. He gets his scotch. He has a old jukebox. He's good. Basically, what if you ever go to Eastern State Penitentiary, uh, the museum there, and look at Al Capone's setup? Like they have his old cell, still like. Uh, like set up with everything he had in there and it's like this was a jail cell this looks better than most college dorm rooms like 
He's got a jukebox. He's got like a leather recliner, you know, in the 1940s before they even made leather recliners. You're like, <laughs> how did this happen? Prototype. It's like, yeah, somebody specially came in and built it for Al Capone, like in his jail cell. And it's like, like specially made furniture, like designed to fit in the jail cell. It just like shrunk down. He had the money. He had the money, and he had a way to get it in. That's what I'm imagining this black mask character to be like. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like I said, when you said <laughs> Alan, Alan Arkin, I was like, yeah, no, that's great for that old character. For the younger version, I would have put Jude Law, who could play brutal, disgusting kind of. A person. We just we just go back and forth between the two. We have Jude Law being the younger one before he got yeah. caught. And we have Alan yeah. Arkin as the older one. Incarcerated. There you Way go. to go, Chris. Way to bridge the gap. Hey, Bringing peace. I, I'm a uniter. <laughs> Chris, did you have anybody else? Uh, no, that's that's all I had on my list. Uh, someone who you already got an extra one with Paul saying talent. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nobody for Roxy Rocket. <laughs> no, because I already forgot that you had mentioned that character again. Sigh. Uh, one that couldn't be on this list because he appeared in. Uh, Batman or Spider-Man Two uh, is Paul Giamatti, who I love. P- Paul Giamatti. Who was he in Spider? Oh, wait, he was no. Rhino. Amazing Spider-Man. Too. Amazing Spider-Man. Too. Oh, the amazing! I have not seen uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. If he Spider-Man hadn't too. appeared in that, he would have made a brilliant ventriloquist. If if he hadn't been that, he would have been my Clayface pick, actually. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and um, yeah. And then as Calendar Man, I have. Uh, Aiden Gillen, who is Littlefinger from... Yes, Littlefinger. That <laughs> Little... pivotal role that everybody knows. Aiden? A-I-D-A-N-G-I-L-L-E-N. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's Game of Thrones, Paul. It's actually a really big character, Littlefinger. Oh, okay. But him as Calendar Man, I think he could play it really creepy. Or Clockmaster. I was on the fence between the two of those. I think Clockmaster would probably be a little better for him. Or King, to King Clock. To put. What, 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 I can't remember what. But yeah, it's Clockmaster. Clock 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 I was trying to think of something to put Dwayne the Rock Johnson in because I <laughs> doubt we're ever actually going to see him as Black Adam in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but I, I, I couldn't think of it. I really think the reason that movie isn't like even in production is because he's got so many other movies that he's signed I think up for doing. If I was going to go Dwayne the Rock Dark Johnson as a uh, villain for Batman, I would do with uh, what is it? Lock up the cop. The cop that decides to run his own prison. Uh, I would think uh, Bane. No. Uh, would, uh, yeah, Bane would be good. I think actually Clayface would be good for him. Hmm. Because he could actually he could actually do like the motion capture for it and be that big. Yeah. Okay. I like locked up. Because I'm you know you said he's, that he's the why ca- are we doing this? It's because lockup lock up is that character that causes all the Batman villains to not want to be in jail and to act properly while they were in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying, why are we doing this exercise? It's because in the very beginning of this next Batman movie, supposedly, is that we see a a breakout, a mass breakout of Arkham Asylum. So I'm thinking most of these characters are going to be on screen for 45 seconds <laughs> at most. So, like, why not? You know, why not? 
Like we're not they're not explaining any of these. You could have people. a great montage of him like hunting these And if you like montages You can throw my napkin that I wrote my list down on. What? I don't know even Bill Hader Bill Hader Bill Murray Oh Bill Murray is black mask <laughs> Older black mask and living in luxury in prison. Yep. Makes sense. Chris. Yes. Where do people want to go to interact with us? Well, people want to go over to bagnerboard.com where they can see the episode notes for this show and then a bunch of the past ones. There's a pretty good archive up there for uh, the past like two years worth of uh, episodes, minus like the three months where I stopped doing it because I got lazy. Yeah. Or over at the Facebook mm-hmm. for Bag and Board. Yeah, uh, when we post the episode, you can. Uh, quickly get up on there and just underneath the comment section of this episode uh, episode when it's posted on Facebook just say wrong 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 <laughs> and I know you're talking about me so go ahead and do that uh, I would love to see how many wrongs we get and if you have a better casting for Lady Rocket <laughs> Roxy? Roxy, Roxy Rocket, Rocket. and also if you know who that character is just be like yeah no <laughs> Ellen Page this makes sense just it just makes sense. <laughs> Either her or the carpenter. The carpenter? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> the carpenter, the person that goes out and actually builds all the layers for the henchmen, or for the supervillains in Gotham. The carpenter. It's it's a play off of uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like mm. another... Both yeah, Chris, I, I think both Chris and I are looking at you the exact same way. <laughs> Why are we friends with Paul? It's Paul Dini characters. These are Paul Dini Batman characters. Uh, anyways, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.